Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 2, Episode 10, The Cricket Game. As always, we'll start with the synopsis. In Storybrooke, Hook and Cora arrive and begin plotting to break Regina down and get Hook his revenge on Rumple. When Archie is found dead, Emma, Mary Margaret, and David instantly flag Regina as the murderer. Despite initial belief from Emma that Regina truly has changed, some magical evidence shows Regina doing the deed. But Cora is actually behind it all, and Archie is actually alive. In the Enchanted Forest, Regina is losing the war to Snow and Charming's army. They capture her, and after some debate, decide to execute her. Snow calls it off at the last moment, believing that Regina can change. When Snow offers to let Regina go, Regina can't resist trying to kill Snow. But thanks to a protection spell from Rumple, Regina now cannot hurt Snow or Charming in this land. Rumple's complicated web is now complete, and he urges Regina to seek her revenge in another land. Roger, what did you think of this episode? It's okay. I think that there are good elements to the episode. Like, I like the concept behind it. I don't love the execution behind it. Mainly, I think the characters are stupid this episode. <laughs> like, unnecessarily so. And I guess I could have forgiven a little bit more when they were more dumb in season one because they were cursed. But they should be smarter than this in season two, in my opinion. Huh, that's interesting. I really like this episode. I don't think you're wrong. Some people do some really stupid things in this episode. But this episode has a really nice, uh, more murder prop, less screaming inside of Red Room. So, very into that. <laughs> I like So, I liked the idea of the murder plot. Of course, it made me think of the awesome plot from one. Though it's not obviously a murder plot, as we find out by the end of right. the episode. And then the whole thing behind that is what bothers me. No, I get that, for sure. I also think that the, the two stories complement themselves really well in this episode. Yes, I think in both cases, Regina is being judged which is a really good parallel. Though, and I guess we can talk about this when we get to Regina, it is very strange, I feel like, the way it's framed as far as, like, the viewer, how they want me to look at Regina, considering what I know Regina has done for the last 30 years. It's very strange. Yeah, that is interesting. Where would you like to start? Let's start with the Enchanted Forest. I feel like Storybrooke is the more meaty part of this episode. I would agree with that. Uh, who do you want to start with in the Enchanted Forest? Uh, Regina, I guess. Okay. I was actually going to use her as last, so we Okay, go that's there. fine, that's fine. Snow and Charming work for you? Sure. Uh, we opened the episode with them having defeated King George. Is George just not able to defeat an army now? Like, is he that weak and crippled? I mean, as we've seen, his soldiers are kind of inept at everything. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so he just, But, like, Snow and Charming don't have an army. Like, they just yes, have... Yes, they do. Who? Who is their army? People. Like, the people the in... The townspeople. Yeah. They're not trained. Some of them probably are. Okay. Like, I think Regina has, like, her Black Knights, the yeah. ones that have decided to stay loyal to her. And, I mean, there's why Why would people follow her when they could follow Snow White? I don't know. She's got her own castle. She does have her own castle. Yeah. But Snow and Charming have a castle, okay. too. Is, and yeah, I guess those are different castles. And, I mean, George isn't very nice, either. He doesn't feed his kingdom. He makes crowns instead. So they're probably like, would you guys like some food? And they're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, but as we've learned, ruling by fear is a very effective tactic. It's true. But when you, ha when you have a viable alternative, it, so, it and you are a good person, it's, yeah. So you think a lot of them maybe jump shipped and realize that we could have a better monarchy than the monster that is King George? Exactly. All right, I accept that. A different monarchy. A different monarchy. <laughs> the, but it, the nice Snow White monarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the monarchy of snow. Yes. So from kind of the beginning, we see Snow basically sad that, like, she trips over the rock, which was obviously a ploy. Yes. And she sets up Regina. She offers her parlay, like they're in Pirates of the Caribbean. Regina, of course, ignores it because she's her own worst enemy. And Snow actually looks sad about this. I think she's disappointed. Oh. I mean, I think she is also a little sad about it, but I think she, <laughs> Regina cannot stop getting in her own way. She had a way out twice and she didn't take it. Three times, actually. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because I, I think, I mean... Snow is right. She has seen Regina perform heroic 
and brave acts. Like, she was a good person when she was younger. She saved her from a horse. She saw one good act. That's what's weird to me is that she's so when she meets her, she meets her right before the genesis of the evil queen. That's true. So it's not like she knew this good Regina. She saw one thing from her and then assumed that she was this great person as opposed to the majority of her interactions have been with terrible Regina. Actually, that's not true. I mean, we do see in that in that episode where she becomes the evil queen, like... It, when she's in the wedding dress and then she sort of realizes. But it, it's a while. I mean, she's trained... When she first starts training with Rumpel, like, she's already married to the king. So she's been living with Snow for a while there. It's true. And she ha- she's still, like, hesitant to kill someone. Like, she doesn't want to use magic to hurt people. She, like, just wants to get away. Like, I think there was probably a good... At least several years there where she wasn't an evil person. And she might have been nice to Snow during that time. While secretly dreaming about wanting to strangle sure. her to death. Uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. Let's even say that there's been three years. Then there's all of the no. other years of, you yeah. know, there's the regicide, I believe, that she uh, commits mm-hmm. when she kills her father. Yeah, I mean, there's, I feel like there's enough from Snow that it is shocking that she is convinced of this person's, like, good nature when all you have seen is evidence of the fact that this woman is evil. Well, Snow also makes a very good point. Like, when you kill someone, you can't take it back. Which is fascinating, because I don't think they had the hesitation when they kicked that troll off the bridge in episode three. <laughs> well, it's also different to kill someone when they're actively attacking you. As opposed to Regina, who's literally always actively attacking them. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in a physical fight, uh-huh. it's one thing to kill someone. Sure. It's another thing to set up an execution and kill them that To way. a woman who literally expresses regret <laughs> about not being able to kill you. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but, like, she literally says her only regret in life is that I wasn't able to cause more misery, more suffering, more death, and that I ultimately wasn't able to kill Snow White. I don't think she actually means that. I'm not not saying... As we've discussed, Regina is a broken person. Sure. And I think that she hates herself so much... Uh Uh-huh. That she, like, just doesn't... She she doesn't want to look weak in front of other people, as Snow also said. I believe I, that. I'm not saying that she she doesn't want to kill Snow White. Like, she obviously does want to do that. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think she... I think she was trying to make herself look scary because she didn't want them to see her looking sad and hurt. Okay. I also think that there is a part of her that is so broken that she actually wants everyone to suffer just like her because misery loves company. Sure. I could see that. So, I would argue that this is a... You could argue that her execution is literally self-defense. But it's also very much in Snow White's character, except for in Storybrooke in this episode for some reason, Hmm. to... But she... Okay. It's very much in Snow White's character not to want to kill someone. Just period. Sure. Um, As we see in Storybrooke, that's not the case. But also, she's been burned several times by this and is not ready to be disappointed again. Like, when Snow in Storybrooke is watching the interview where Regina denies uh, that she killed Archie. Snow looks, it's that same look of disappointment. Like she just looks so disappointed. She, it's funny because that seems like a parallel from what we saw last time we were in that interview room where Regina was the one on the outside looking in the mirror through and Snow was the one being set up for murder. Yep, exactly. She didn't convey this, but I always wondered if there was a part of me that was like, Gotcha, bitch. Now, how's it feel to be on the other side being accused mm. for murder, right? There has, and she even says it, like, there's a whole list of people who want her set up for murder, present company included. Yeah. So there's definitely a part of her that resents her. It's just strange to me she's just so unwilling to pull the trigger on someone who is willing to murder anyone and everyone. It's interesting. She sort of has, like, a, a pulls a bell move in The Enchanted Forest. Like, I can see... Like, there is a person behind that monster. I know her. I've met her. Which, that's, I guess, my point, is that, like, you do know her. You know the kind of monster she is. Yeah. It's... This... But she also knows why. why. She yeah. witnessed that. I will give you that, yes, she does know that Cora is the monster behind the monster. But that doesn't change the fact that Regina is a monster still. Like, she's, I don't know how many years she's been in the run, but let's say five years. For five years, she's been trying to be executed by this woman. And now you finally caught her. She's expressed no remorse. And then your goal is to redeem her? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like this is one of the ones where Charming, this is a, yeah, it's a Bell Rumple situation. Charming's willing to do what's necessary. Snow is weak here. Like, this is just a weak, weak moment of hers. Good thing they, like, didn't, because 
I don't know what Rumpel would have done if that happened. I so I think the fact that he was willing to let it go either says that he knew that Snow couldn't pull the trigger. He definitely knew that. Or Snow he simply do that. had another plan. I don't know what plan that is. Well, he doesn't need Regina to cast the curse. He needs someone to cast the curse. That's true. So he maybe Snow's heart darkens after she kills her, and then Snow casts the curse. <laughs> I don't know. I trust that the man has like infinite amount of plans to get to where he needs to go. Do you want to talk about Henry Senior, your favorite? <sighs> sure. <laughs> I, I like that he finally admits that all of this is his fault. I mean, it's not all his fault, but he has fault in this situation. Why? Like, he's, that is a, to believe that it is all Henry Sr.'s fault is very much a, like, Regina move. Like, it's everybody else's fault. He definitely should have done more to protect her and uh, support her and stand up against her evil mother. <laughs> This is not all his fault. Regina makes choices. She does. <laughs> but I also will say that if Cora has been raising her entire life, we've only seen Regina since she's like a teenager. She's probably been getting bullied by Cora from day one. Oh, surely. So, I mean, you can't, you don't blame a six-year-old for the fact that they're a monster. You blame the parents. God, could you imagine what it would be like to be married to Cora? Also that. <laughs> he did, like, all of, the, I hate to say it, but like, Go to Rumpelstiltskin and say, hey, my wife's a monster. I need you to help me get rid of her. He's too weak to do that. And that's why I blame this man. <laughs> I'm not saying he doesn't deserve blame. Um, and she forgives him. Because I guess he's the only thing in the entire world that she loves. So The thing that she loves most. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that phrasing, though, because she isn't. he isn't the thing she loves most. It's just the thing that happens to be left. Well, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Those are different phrases. I mean... She does really love her father, though. Uh, just not enough not to crush his heart. Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, he, he wanted to help her get what she wanted. Sure he did. <laughs> he wanted to die there. Now, that sounds like a Regina play. Yes. He wanted to die he to let me that. cast my curse. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think in many ways, someone can make a fair argument that Snow White is to blame for all of the people in Storybook's troubles as well. You had a chance to kill the queen. Oh yeah, I mean they made a they made a choice not to do that. I don't know why they thought that banishing her would work. Like if they had actively banished her somewhere, like put her into the hat and sent her somewhere, yeah, or something like that, or put her into a void or or land without magic. Yeah, but no, they just <laughs> they just told her that. So the blue fairy is part of that council meeting, right? Yes. At this point, she has already given a magic bean to Rumpel's son to send him to a land without magic. So we know that she's aware that there's a land without magic and doesn't propose sending Regina to a land without magic. Yeah, I don't know why she wouldn't propose that. Other than being the worst, I don't yeah, understand she's the worst. She's really the worst. So that's like moment number two of people just being stupid in this episode. <laughs> there's, there's your safe solution right there. But that Snow and Charming wouldn't think that she would just hurt other people to hurt them is ridiculous. Like, of course they would do that. And they, they would never allow that. So they're just in the same situation they've always been in before. Except for they're protected. Yes. They can't die. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, <clears throat> not only is it completely selfish, it's illogical. She'll just kill a bunch of other people to get to them. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make sense. And also, all she can't do is kill them. Apparently, she can still put them under a sleeping curse. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently, she can. Yeah, I mean, or maybe that's why it had to be taken willingly, is that it couldn't be given by Regina. Mm, maybe. That's a good. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, I, th- the whole thing is is strange to me. Um, yeah, they. The second time is also a setup. What did she want Regina to do in the jail cell when she frees her? Just leave. Oh, I think she wanted her to see that she was being offered mercy and realize that that was for a reason, like because she saw Snow saw the good in her. But that's not even close to what happened. I just, I, everything about that made no sense to me. Just, just <laughs> terrible. Just absolutely terrible. Well, it was exactly what Rumpelstiltskin wanted to have happen. Yeah, honestly, the only, it sounds like Rumpelstiltskin transformed into everyone and just made them all dumb as hell <laughs> to, so that he could further his means. Because all of them do not seem to be even acting in their own best interest. Other than, I guess, Snow and Charming now can't be hurt by Regina. Mm-hmm. Other than that, this was like just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. I love when Snow asks Rumpel what he wants for that deal 
And he says, maybe I just want her alive, which is exactly what he wants. Um, but, and yeah. now he's, because at this point, I believe Regina knows about the curse, but hasn't really had any reason to cast it. So he just gave her a reason. Yeah, because Maleficent is the one that we see that ends up having the curse early on. So she would have known because they were friends. Mm -hmm. But then that time it's probably where she goes. That's when she probably goes to get it from Maleficent at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's... I don't know. that. This makes sense for Rumple. I don't understand why anyone else did that. It's very strange. Okay, Regina... I want to talk about Regina's badass dragon armor. It's very cool. Badass dragon armor? Yeah, in the first scene in the Enchanted Forest, she's wearing... I mean, she's wearing, like, black clothing, but then she's got this, like, male that is, like, dragon scales. It's very cool. It's interesting, because it looks like she's leading him to battle. But Regina doesn't lead troops Regina is absolutely a regent that... Or a, (laughs) a ruler that sits, like, on a horse at the back of the... Of the battlefield and watches... Regina seems like a type who would be floating in a tower in the back that no one could reach her <laughs> as she's sending her pawns to go do her bidding. I think she even says, I don't care how many men you lose, like, stop them. Yeah, she does say that. Yeah, so she absolutely she, says that. she's not going to be like, she's not George Washington leading the troops in the battle, like being inspirational, leading the charge. Also, this execution that they've set up, arrows, death by arrow is an incredibly cruel way to die. As opposed to cutting one's head off? Yeah, because you die instantly when your head is cut off. I mean, okay. With I... with six people shooting an arrow, it's pretty likely that one of them will hit something. Yeah. But you often do not, like, you could die quite slowly when being hit with an arrow. I don't think that's what Charlie's concern was. In an execution, that is not how you do things. You are when you're the king, or the prince, or the he's queen. He's not the king, he's the prince. Well, there's no king, so he is the highest ranking male. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, they're not married, so that too. Oh, but he has power, so that doesn't make sense then. If they're not married, then he really shouldn't have any authority. They're just dating. No, I mean, actually, I thought they are married. No, because they get married at the end of the episode. The end of the episode is their wedding that Regina leaves. Yeah, but her. I thought they got married in front of. Um, I guess his that's mother. true. I yeah. guess that's true. I don't know if they told other people about that or not. <laughs> I mean, they must have, because otherwise, like, the queen's consort wouldn't be at the head of the table. I had a really hard time with the scene where Snow offers Regina a way to find redemption, too, because you want her to to choose that so badly, and you know that she doesn't, because it's a flashback. So, like... Yeah. it, It was hard to watch with, like, that... There was this, like, very sappy music happening... And Snow makes a very impassioned plea, and you think that Regina is buying it, and then immediately... I never once thought Regina was buying it. She even looks at her like she's an idiot. Like, are you insane? I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) Like, she gives her the look of, like, what are you doing? Like, Regina 100% knows if you let me out of here, I'm gonna murder you. And then that's immediately what she does. Yeah, well, that's who Regina is. Bloodlust is a thing that she has in spades. Yeah, I... So I think Regina's actions, to be quite honest, do make sense in this episode. Like she's uh, out for blood. She only sees red. She she just wants revenge. Like she doesn't. What does she care about getting mercy and going to live somewhere else where she can't live Snow White? It's not going to fix the hole in her heart. Like she actually gained. She's probably better off dying than being forced to live banished somewhere else. Because killing Snow White is going to fix the hole in her heart. It in her mind, yes. <laughs> it's I'm not, definitely not. It makes sense for <laughs> Regina. Like, according to what she wants in life, that's the more logical play than essentially go live out your days being miserable. Like, honestly, part of me wonders if why she was so bold at the execution is that she just wanted to die. Maybe. Maybe she did. Because she's just miserable. I mean, she did say she's been miserable ever since. That's dark. Well, she's a dark woman. She is. Also, can we talk about the fact that only Regina can end up looking good in rags? I know. She even looks good in that it's like it's like a raggy dress with a raggy overcoat. It's bad. But form-fitting somehow. Form-fitting, yep. yeah. But not too form-fitting. No. It's still rags, but flattering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else in the Enchanted Forest? This is the one thing I think that's important. This is the thing that Regina will later resent Rumple for. I think so. I mean, wouldn't you be 
pissed if he took away the one thing that you wanted most? See, I don't know. I just the way this was played in this episode didn't make it seem like she was mad at Rumple for this. I think. I mean, I don't know what else. I don't know what else she was mad at him about in the in Skin Deep. If it's not this, I think she might just be trolling him. Like she could just be taunting him because she's a bad person. Like, <laughs> I don't know that she needs a reason to be a dick. That's probably true. That's yeah. probably true. You know, when you have a chance to mock the Dark One, why the hell not? Because he's the Dark One. You're Regina. Your arrogance, arrogance is like 50% of <laughs> Regina's makeup. I can do whatever I want with no consequences. Other than that, I'm good. The Enchanted Forest, it was kind of like the B plot. It does tie in a little bit to the story, Brooke, as far as like Regina being judged, but it was a eh, eh for me. Who do you want to start with in Storybrooke? You want to go stay with Regina? I have so many notes about Storybrooke. I have a lot of notes about Storybrooke. Um, sure, we can stay with Regina. Um, starting with the the party. <laughs> oh, the, the logic in that made no sense to me. The logic in what? Inviting Regina to the party. If your son asked you to invite his adoptive mother to a party, would you not do it? I would not do it. I'd be like, hey, hey. Everybody at this party hates her. She's she saved them. From what? She saved Snow and Emma. They would not have made it back oh. if she had not done that. Okay, that one act does not erase. I'm not saying years. it erases, but you have to give someone a chance. False. I really don't have to give someone a chance who's trapped me for 28 years. <laughs> this this whiplash. I didn't say that Belle had to give her a chance. Oh, because Belle was the only one trapped. I guess, oh, I guess that's true. You mean everyone in the curse? I yeah. literally mean everyone. This is, she screwed everyone. Like, even though Rumpel makes that statement about Belle, it's applicable to all of the people in Storybrooke. I, yeah, I get it. But it's, it's the, like, right thing to do for Henry. What good does it do to just, like, push her out of the way? She's going to do something mean and crazy. Well, I also think there's, like, so my problem is the timing, right? Like, there's such a thing as whiplash. Like... You, you could, like, do more than just one thing before we start to consider forgiveness. Like, how about you give us some time to process the fact that you trapped us in a damn curse for about 30 years. That's reasonable. So maybe over some seasons you let her build up and show that she's been a good person as opposed to, oh, you did one thing, let's try to get, like, no. Like, that's not how forgiveness works. I also love when she walks in and Grumpy grabs a knife, like a butcher knife, which... What a ridiculous, like, as if that would work if she was there to attack them. <laughs> yeah. And she's carrying a lasagna. That's how the evil queen shows up when she's about to do something crazy. She's carrying a lasagna. Because she would never resort to food as a weapon. Ask Henry. <laughs> Those red pepper flakes. They've got a kick. I mean, they, sleeping curse. I like that they pointed out the fact that, like, she literally poisoned with the last thing that she made. So I'd be a little hesitant to eat anything from her, too. It's true. That's true. Yeah, I just, I don't know, like, it, it, it does seem that, like, we're supposed to, I know that this is framed around, like, everyone's being mean to Regina, but they're not wrong in being pissed off at Regina. No, I don't think they're wrong, and actually, I mean, Leroy's kind of, kind of surly with her, but, like, when is Leroy not surly with everyone? That's his default personality. I, I think the thing more is that she's, it, it, we're meant to see, I don't think anyone is mean to her necessarily at this party, it's that she's alone, like, she's trying to do the right thing, and she's still alone. So that would actually be the reason I would explain to Henry, though. Like, she's not going to have a good time here. Uh -huh. She doesn't have any friends. No one likes her. I mean, yeah. like, truthfully, she has been the monster that's terrorizing everyone. Even if you try to forgive her, no one likes her. No one's going to sit there and talk with her. Like, oh, hey, what have you been doing for the last 28 years where we're all trapped? I mean, it's like, it's just, it's an awkward fit right now. If there was, like, if this were, you know, in season four or something like that, where, like, she's built some relationships, and they're, or, like, if George were there or something, like, someone, she, or, honestly, I would have loved Catherine to have been there. But this is how she builds the relationships. You can't build a relation... Like, how, how is she supposed to build the relationships if she's not connecting with people? I don't have that, like, direct answer, but you don't do... You said there's only been two months between, like, when this all started and now. Like, you have to... It's get, more than two months, but, yeah. And then uh, two months from when Emma shows up to when the curse is broken, and then however long they're gone in the Enchanted Forest. We're not talking years worth of time no. here. Like, there's gonna have to be some time to, like, process what on earth is going on. Henry is apparently 11 now, but I don't know when Henry's birthday is. Yeah, cool. Glad he's 11 now. I didn't know when he turned 10, so I guess this He was our... 10 when the show started, but now he's 11. Oh, she yeah. said he was 11 in this in this episode. Um, so when Regina tries to leave the party, Emma comes out and they 
have a conversation. And it's interesting to see it. Regina pretty quickly lashes out at Emma um, and then apologizes for it, which is not something we've seen before. I will say that Emma sounds a bit ridiculously oh, self-righteous here. She does. Like Emma sure. has no qualifications to be a mother, has never raised Henry, has never raised anyone, is also like unbelievably irresponsible most of the time around Henry. Like, you should be in school, but it's fine. Just come help me with a murder investigation. And... Uh, Regina's point is also right. Like, while you were gone, I was the one... No. Like, David called totally. me for help. I, I don't... I'm not, I'm not saying that she's... But uh, Emma's also a jerk. Like, she could have just said, I, like, I invited you into this party. She didn't have to explain why she invited her. She's like, Henry wanted it. Oh, and I talked to Archie and he thought it was a good idea. Like, come on. I, well, I I could see how someone would think that, like, because she says I was doing it for you. Like, in her mind, it was a logical thing to do because someone asked me to but without understanding that like now it sounds like you really didn't want me here you just did it because the doctor told you to yeah emma's not always the best with social cues that's that does true. Make that's sense. true um but yeah when when regina apologizes i think feel like that's a very clear sign that she's she is trying to change not just by not doing evil shit but also by not being mean all the time. Well, and also remember, like, everything, she's a high-conflict person. This is the first time she accepts responsibility for her own actions yes. and goes like, oh, that was my bad. Like, instead of blaming Emma, which she would have done, you yep. know, one season ago, she's like, nope, I shouldn't have lashed out you. Though, to be honest, I don't blame her for lashing out. Like, she was kind of justified in hitting back, just it wasn't going to get her what she wanted. Well, yeah, I mean, especially, she's, she's if you think about it, Aside from all of the fairy tale thing, magical things that are happening, she's in a very precarious situation. She needs to keep her cool and be nice to try to get back cust- like partial custody of her son, essentially. Um, and yelling at Emma, no matter how much of a jerk she is, is not the way to accomplish that. Yeah, it's also weird to me that like Henry is just living with Emma because there's no logical place for him to be at over there. They don't have space. I know. All four of them are living in a place that has no doors. Yep. <laughs> yep. The tacos, man. Do you want to move to Mary Margaret? Oh my snow? god, we can talk about the tacos. Yeah. Um, this is the first of many instances in this TV show where we refer to sex as a food item, such as tacos. I honestly thought that she just kept the city council meeting theme going. <laughs> that was the play. A um, couple things. She, Snow, in this situation, mentions 28 years has been too long. Am I to believe that David Nolan and Mary Margaret did not sleep together? Yeah, that's a good question. I assumed that they did. Um, and Snow, Mary Margaret talks about having an affair. Which usually an affair involves sex. Usually it does. And I always assumed that that was the case. And just, I mean, this is a family television show that appeared on ABC. Like, we don't always get to see sexy times. Yeah, um, but you don't need to. You just infer Yeah, you infer. Yeah. Uh, it's possible that she meant, you know, this is the first time that we, with our memories restored, that we've been able to do this, where we are who we are and having sex. Yeah, that's probably not what she meant. Why do you think that? Well, because, like, even David says that, like, you retain the memories. Like, I think the people that you, like, even if your memories come back, you would still remember sleeping with the woman. Well, yeah, you would remember. I'm not saying that they don't remember it. I'm saying that they weren't who they are when they did that. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I I don't think that applies in this context. Why? Because it's just, like, when, like, the way that that came off is 28 years has been too long. We haven't slept together in 28 years. They haven't as themselves. Yeah, but they're still them. Like, even without your memories, like, yes, you may be a little bit different, but, like, as he says, I'm David Nolan is still inside of me. Like that part, those decisions I made make me the man who I am today. I, I just, I, I think that both of those things are true. Yeah, I know, but I still think the like, I so don't know. You, that, you think they didn't have sex during their affair? Oh no, I think they do. I think this is just an inconsistency in the way that she I don't says think that. it's inconsistent. I think they just mean as Snow and Charming. This is the first time we've had sex in twenty eight years. Yeah, I don't. Because I mean, like they even reference like when he punches whale. It's not like he cares that much about a curse. He punches him, but you slept with my wife. I don't understand the argument that you're making. He doesn't acknowledge a difference whether or not they're, like, um, cursed or not. Otherwise, he wouldn't have punched Whale for sleeping with his wife. 
He doesn't really give a damn if they're cursed. He's saying you slept with my wife. Whether whether or not you knew it was my wife is irrelevant to me. I think me. you're overthinking this. I think that they just We're doing mean... a podcast about a fairy tale show. Of course I'm <laughs> overthinking this. I think, <laughs> I think that they just mean, this is nice. It's the first time that we've been able to have sex as ourselves. Mm. I don't think that they're denying that they had sex recently or that it was, like, that Whale had sex with her. I think he's just saying, like, I am now the person that I am, and mm. I had sex with you, the person that I love. Mm. Yeah, I don't think that's what it was, but okay. fair enough. I disagree. All right. <clears throat> um, tacos. 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 Also, so, do they sleep downstairs? Who sleeps upstairs? Emma sleeps upstairs with Henry. Huh. And... Does, did my Margaret sleep... Downstairs before Emma moved in? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, and there are no doors other than the front door. There are loft. no doors. They just have curtains. And they and their plan was to have sex because they thought that they were going to be gone. I guess. Doesn't David have a house? No. That's where Catherine lives. I thought she left. No, she didn't because she can't leave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she left after because we haven't seen her again. I they, thought she... No one can leave. Oh, all right. <laughs> Everyone's still here. So Catherine's theoretically at the house by herself. Yeah. Hopefully with Frederick. Because <laughs> David Nolan did one nice thing, which was, yo, I cheated on you. Uh, you can keep the house. You can keep the house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fair. Yeah. The taco conversation. I, I also like that Henry walks in. He's 11. Apparently he doesn't know what sex is. Yeah. I don't, I was just resting. I was tired from my journey. What are you guys doing? I don't know, two naked adults in bed. There's only one thing they're doing, bud. I also just love when when Charming, or when David says, um, I'm glad that we can still uh, oh, yeah. emotionally scar our daughter. <laughs> I just love the look. Of, so most of the time I don't love like her face reactions, but this one was great. She's just like, what? Oh, just shocked that they would be sleeping together which is funny because that's exactly what any you would expect any logical couple to do having have not seen each other for X of course of but emma is totally right they could have sent a text or put a sock on the door or something i yeah they could have <laughs> anything when you live in a house that has no <laughs> doors yeah i also love mary margaret's face in that scene she's just giggling like she thinks yeah. it's so funny <laughs> I mean, to be fair, parents usually think it's hilarious when like, kids are uncomfortable about situations that, like, is We're wrestling. <laughs> We're wrestling. Uh, Regina and Archie? Sure. Let's talk about how Archie is a terrible therapist who talks to, str- to strangers about his patients. So, I do understand Archie's logic. I do, too. Even if I don't agree with it in the sense that, like... Um, it doesn't matter if you agree it's against the law. <laughs> I don't know that the laws apply in Storybrooke like 95% of the time. So like, okay, yeah, half the things they do are against the law. Like, whatever. I'm sure the law is that the mayor can ask for information about Archie's patients at any time. Yeah, actually. <laughs> well, actually, who is the mayor? They asked her to leave. There is no mayor. You're right. There currently is no mayor. It's anarchy. Um, yeah, no, it's it's... He has no business revealing that she's even talking to him. Um, I get that he was trying to basically, like, get Emma to forgive her or whatever, but just unbelievably stupid that he would do that. You would think he would know better. And actually, he she is right in the fact that, like, how dare you, um, you know, r- reveal that I came talk to you. And then I was like, yeah, I wouldn't trust you. I came to you in confidence. And you blabbered to whoever had an ear. Like, you're a terrible doctor, aren't you? Well, and it, may, it would make it... It was very difficult for her to go to him in the first place. Yeah. And now he's betrayed her trust. He also would have never done that to Gold. No, of course not. I'm just saying, like, even if he thought it might be a good idea, maybe he would tell Belle. That might be the only person he would have said anything to. But he would never have told Regina because he knows there's a consequence for that. Yeah, actually, I mean, Rumpel did go to mm-hmm. Archie one time and mm-hmm. nobody knows about that. Yeah, because there's <laughs> a price to be paid. <laughs> Ruling by fear works, unfortunately. I did when Regina and Archie have their argument on the pier, and she says, "You got your PhD from a curse." Also, Ruby runs up to like do the uh, like protection intervention thing, and Regina hits her with a great line: "Private conversation. Go take yourself for a walk." <laughs> Just 
outstanding. And like, you see Ruby look at her, but it's like, what are you really going to say to that? Like, she just slapped you down. Be gone, dog. Um, and then, so I will say, it's interesting that she threatens Archie at the end. Like, you're lucky I've changed, which is like, why would you say that? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think it, <laughs> I, I think she needed to say something mean. And that was the, the mildest PhD thing from a curse was pretty say. mean to be. But fair. that's as she says when she's being interviewed by Emma, is it is it against the law to have an argument with someone? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but she 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 had to if she couldn't actually hurt him, she had to she had to do something. She had to throw out a threat. Yeah, I mean, she could have cut him down much easier. Like she, she could have been like, you know, for being a therapist, you really sucked at diagnosing that my son was actually correct. Mm-hmm. You're terrible at that's your job. True. And I, you that's know, true. I could have cut him down better without having to threaten to kill him or saying I would have killed him in the past. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, again, it, another example of a, a character just being stupid for no reason. Like, you're a therapist. You you know better than this. Like, just no reason you would go blabbing to Emma. Like, And it's not like you know that Emma and Regina are close friends either. Like, they've been adversarial basically the entire time that you've been around them. This was just dumb. I, I don't understand the logic here. It was silly. Uh, and then Regina is pulled in to that interview with Emma. And apparently there's two sheriffs now. How awkward would it be to be the sheriff along with your dad, who's the same age as So you? I assume that Emma is the sheriff and David is the deputy. He definitely calls himself the sheriff. Yeah, because... He actually also at times says, we have two sheriffs. That's why we have two sheriffs. Oh, he said that? Yes. He didn't say that in this episode, but he does say it later. Interesting. <laughs> no. As we know, you have to win an election to be a sheriff. I do? mean, maybe he won an election in uh, the Enchanted Forest that we didn't see. He's the the prince yeah. uh, and yeah. sheriff of the Enchanted Forest. I guess Forest. if you're technically royalty, can't you just name yourself sheriff? I suppose. I suppose you could. Maybe he's the sheriff of Nottingham. Um, maybe he is. So, okay, before we, I guess, go into why she's in the room, we can talk about how we see Regina going into Archie's room at night. Yes, and Ruby sees her do that. Yep, and Pongo absolutely realizes something is wrong. Oh, he instantly knows it's not her. Yeah, completely starts barking and going crazy, which is weird that, like, Archie didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Like, your dog is going nuts at someone you've seen many a time. Shouldn't that raise some bells? Maybe he just assumes that Pongo doesn't like her because she's evil. But he's never done that. He's seen That's Regina true. many times. Because, like, we've seen Regina with ill intent talk to Archie around Pongo, and Parker, Pongo doesn't freak out. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, didn't like that. And the murder was simple, but kind of brutal. Just choked him out, snapped his neck, dropped him on the floor. Yeah, in a puff of purple smoke. Yeah, that. Not a very Regina like killing. Nope. Like, Definitely to, not. Truth be told, like, the, the one thing I've always said about Regina, why I've even said, like, sometimes I think we've gotten it wrong with her, is that she never takes, like, the base level killing. Like, other than the dagger in this episode where she's left with no other choice, she always finds a much more creative and cruel way to hurt you. Well, Snow is also... <laughs> she's tried to kill Snow a lot of yeah. times. And uh, I think she was like, well, this is it. Here we go. Well, that's her only option. Yeah. If she had her magic, she wouldn't have used the knife. She'd have ripped her heart out yeah. and crushed it because, you know, that's what she would want to do. So, yeah, that... So that's what we as the viewer see. That's what... Then I think what Pongo finds Ruby and Emma in the morning, mm-hmm. and then at that point they go find the dead body, and then they bring in Regina. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're in the interview room, very much like when Mary Margaret was in the interview room mm-hmm. uh, for the disappearance slash murder of Catherine. And yeah, she makes an unbelievably valid point. If I wanted to kill him, you would never found him. Like, and it's true, you would have never found the body. He'd just be gone. And no one would have seen her go in. No. She could have just poofed inside. Or she could have just poofed him somewhere. Yeah. Like, all of that doesn't make sense. And you live in a town where you know that a murder setup has literally happened. Like, to a T, all these things have occurred before. Well, and to be fair, Emma believes her. Like, she believes her. Because that makes sense to her. But Mary Margaret, the person who was the victim of... A, and they're talking about, oh, look, well, there's evidence. You, there was evidence that David made a phone call. There was evidence that Mary Margaret's fingerprints were in the box. Like, all of those things can be faked. Yes, they definitely can. Um, and Regina is genuinely shocked when Emma tells her that Archie died. That could be acting. I, I wouldn't it use could. that as, as, like, a... So, like, she trusts her superpower when she has no business trusting her superpower. Like, you couldn't tell Sydney was lying to you. You need to stop trusting that you can read people. You're not that good. Okay, so I'm not saying that Regina isn't a sociopath. Because <laughs> she is a sociopath. But a good detective uh-huh. can tell when someone is lying unless they are a sociopath. Sure, but Emma is not a good detective. 
Sometimes she is, but sometimes she's not. Like when she couldn't solve <laughs> the thing that got her elected sheriff. So if you if you like shoot a basketball and you say sometimes I'm a good shooter, you know what we call you? Inconsistent. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're good at shooting a basketball. Like to be good at something, you kind of have to be consistently good at it. And as we've seen so far, she's actually more bad than good most of the time. Like sometimes she has big hits, but sometimes she has some really big misses. This is definitely an instance of you should have listened to Emma, though. Including Emma should yes, have listened to later. Emma. I mean, it's really hard to not believe visual evidence. In a normal world, I agree with you. We literally live in a world in this show of magic. And you've seen someone transform into a different body. You should at that point know that nothing can be trusted. I also... Well, they have no reason to believe that Cora is here. That doesn't mean that they're the... It's true. Gold could have done that. That's true, which is that, <laughs> that they go there next. Yeah, but I mean like when they're looking, mm-hmm. they don't assume that Gold could have been the one who set, who has the most reason to want to set up Regina. I also also think it's really interesting that, you know, Gold offers... He has the idea about using Pongo's memories and he offers to, you know... I can, why don't we show you? And they're like, why would we trust you? And he's like, I'm not going to do it. Emma will do it. Except that he like basically still does it. Like he's the one that uses the thing to pull the memories out of Pongo. And then it gets all glowy. And then he hands it to Emma. And I'm like, it, is that, is that her doing it? Like, obviously she is performing magic to, to pull it so that you can see it. But he put the magic in the, the thing. He did the thing. Yeah. <laughs> they're dumb. <laughs> You're right, 100%. It was, and honestly, the best part is that he can give a shit less about whether or not they can figure this out. He just wants to know if Emma can use magic. That's the only reason he's doing any of this. Yeah. He doesn't I, care about this. I do love we get more of uh, Rumble trains Emma how to use magic in this episode, and I love that. I also like that they accuse him of this, and he's like, no, I don't care about this. Like he's, <laughs> no, he's like, I want to have a picnic with my girlfriend in my pawn shop. I love how dismissive he is. And again, they go to him for help. Like, it's funny to me that they always resent him, and yet he's not the one going out seeking them most of the time. Most of the time, they go seek him. To be fair, in this episode, the reason that he helps is because they accused him of murder, and then he's trying to exonerate himself. Correct. You went and bothered him. (laughs) He was minding his own business, having a nice picnic with Belle, and you came in harassing him, accusing him of murder purely because, again, why would he need to set up Regina when he could just take out Regina if he wanted to? Mm -hmm. Like... Yes, that is Gold's MO to have a larger plot and be scheming like that. But even he's not that sloppy. Unless he wants the person to be found. Like when he wanted people to find the whole Catherine thing. Like you could have been like, this is too sloppy. This ain't Gold's work. Common sense. I also really liked when Emma, they show up and he says something about how Emma has Snow's Mm. chin. (laughs) And then Emma immediately accuses him of murder and says, he says, and your father's checked. Not wrong, though. (laughs) Not wrong at all. Not wrong at all. They actually did a very good job of building Emma's character to be her own separate person that has her own separate issues, but also traits of both of her parents. Yep. No, they very much set that up. She is very direct the way that charming mm-hmm. is and not really tactful and usually we'll just jump in uh, head first without really thinking about things a, a thing that will piss off may margaret many a times throughout this series yeah no it's i don't think she looks like uh, mary margaret but i mean it's hard to catch i do actually think that they have a similar chin oh really yeah okay. it's also not the first like snow like they have they have a similar face shape I think part of the problem is that, like, just their hair is so different to me. Yeah, it's hard for me to see. And, really like, different. I don't think their eyes look alike either. So, but, I mean, she, yeah. Okay. Um, so they see the thing, and then they go back to confront Regina. Which is, like, I understand video evidence, but she goes from suspecting that something is wrong here to seeing a piece of evidence visually and going, oh, well, obviously, all the things I said before can be disregarded. This must have been Regina. Let's go head first and charge into her. And weirdly, now Charming and and David and Mary Margaret are less gung-ho about it being Regina's Well, no, they're not less gung-ho about it. What they're saying is you can't go confront her head-to-head because she's way more powerful than you, which mm-hmm. is true. But then they come up with one of the dumbest plans I've ever seen. Yeah, well, I mean, it worked before. Sure. <laughs> it worked against an overconfident queen, yeah. not a desperate woman who has nothing to lose and has been tricked by this thing before i know it she very clearly says did you really think that would work again i honestly wanted her to throw the fairy dust at mary margaret and charming and trap them it's just kind of a fuck you oh i don't think that would have trapped them why not because they're not magical 
their true love is magic. <laughs> you think it would trap them in their true love? Yes. I, I actually really love how she just sort of throws it on the ground. Yeah. It, it, it's very disgusting. I also... This is part of the, like, Regina I'm just getting frustrated with. I don't like this damsel in distress Regina that they keep trying to make her into. Like, I know that she's not a damsel in here, but, like, the screaming about, you're going to let me see my mm-hmm. son in power. It's like, if you really wanted to handle this situation, you would have handled this a lot better. Like, don't let Emma be the first one to talk to Henry. Tell your son. In most cases, that wouldn't work. But since we know Henry's willing to believe the most ridiculous things ever, you could have been like, that wasn't me. You're going to hear some things from Emma because they saw something I swear to you, this isn't me. And let Henry be the one to defend your case, because you know he would have. But instead, you let Emma do it. It also annoys me that they don't consider the fact... Like, she just leaves. Regina leaves. She doesn't hurt anyone. She just leaves. And they don't find that suspicious at all. Like, if she was pissed about... Like, she could have just killed all of them. Easily. Easily could have killed all of them. Maybe not the Blue Fairy. The Blue Fairy is trash. (laughs) I'm not saying that she's not trash. But she can fly and she can make herself small. I don't think that's true here. I think she can. Can she? I mean, we don't ever see her do it, but she can use magic here. Using magic, but I don't I don't think she has a sanity. Because she, she doesn't has. have a wand. She needs yeah. a wand. I think she can just use magic. Mm-hmm. She's also, like, pretty useless, so... She's probably actually the evil behind the whole plot. She's probably the murderer. <laughs> uh, also, the when Emma talks about using magic it's so snow looks super smug like my daughter can use magic (laughs) (laughs) to be fair that's how most parents would i guess that's true it's like the ultimate gifted child (laughs) exactly what i was thinking my child's gifted she's the and actually regina's like oh of course the same mm-hmm. I love the disgust in which she is able to convey some of the messages she's like of course you can use magic I had to like train and learn and I'll do all this stuff to work hard <laughs> and it's just born and given to you which in her defense is not wrong and right. it was basically just handed magic without any sort of training is like oh yeah you get to do everything easily won't be the last time that Regina's very disgusted everything being handed to Emma that's true um anyone else you want to talk about before we talk about our villains I'm just checking. Nope. Okay. Coral Hook. Who you want to start with? Um, let's start with Hook. There's less of that here. You spent a lifetime wanting revenge. And your master plan was to go charging headfirst into maybe the most powerful man in the land's lair? Are you an idiot? Well, he thought that there was no magic here. Why would he think that? Because he was told that there was no magic here. But he watched Korra transform a person into a fish and then hide the boat. That happens after that. Does it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she does appear in front of him. Yeah. But that's... And then he said... She, he was like, oh God, there's magic here. Uh, but like the whole point, like they thought a curse was cast to bring them to I land still think magic. that's a strangely bald... So even if you don't know magic's there, you know that Rumpel is smarter than you. You have to be smart enough to know that. He is the ultimate trickster. If you go one-to-one with him without magic, he's still got the advantage over you in spades. He knows this land you don't. He's been alive longer than you and he probably has things set up. That's fair and I agree, but I also think that it it would not be... It would not be out of character or out of the realm of reasonableness for Hook to believe that Rumpel with no magic is the Rumpel that he remembers from before he was the Dark One. Ah, the cowardly Rumpel. Yes. Okay. So that would make more sense. That he's just I mean, that he's wrong and that's <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's going to see that. Yeah. But I mean, he has no reason. He has no reason to believe that. There's, there was magic here at all, or that the Dark One is still the Dark One, even when he has no magic. Though you would have to assume that he's obviously become a different man, because you've seen him cruel enough to kill a woman in front of you mm-hmm. that he once loved. So this ain't the same coward you were dealing sure. with. You know that. Absolutely. Um, also, the quote at toward the end, when I think I guess Hook, the entire episode, he's just sitting there on the docks, just chilling. <laughs> yeah, he's just sharpening his hook for two days. Yeah. <laughs> Um, aren't you mom of the year might be one of the on, most on the nose quotes ever. Uh, I know he, he very astute. Yeah. He's just like, wow, this is a really, you're a, a damn. <laughs> your, your whole plan is to literally break your daughter. So that she needs you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really bad plan, Cora. And of course, at the end, we see that good guy hook 
Remember this, viewers, when I say this a lot later on in episodes. Good guy Hook, about to torture Archie. The kindest man in the town, the man who just dedicates his life to helping people, Hook is literally about to torture him. Good guy Hook. I don't think... Okay, we can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, okay, my... Or do you not think he's going to torture him? No, I do think he's going to torture him. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) My favorite part of this episode... Not my favorite moment overall, but just really funny... When they show up at the docks and the guy comes up and is talking to them. And when you live in Storybrooke, it is just totally common for people to show up in a pirate ship dressed (laughs) in like fucking weird ass costumes and just be like, hey, what's up? Did you just arrive? Also, can you want some bait and tackle? So here's what is confusing to me. So you can't leave the town line, but you can sail in. Well, I actually don't think that's true. I think that you can sail... Because the town line goes out a certain... Like, there's water that is part of the town line. Sure. So, I don't know where he thinks these people came from or why he doesn't know who they are. This town is bigger than you know. Mm, um, sure. But I think maybe he assumes they were on another part of the island and moved up. It's on an island. On another part of... The, I don't know. But but they got there, right? Like, yeah. It, shouldn't that be alarming that, like, yes. people don't show... There have been, what, two people who have ever shown up? Emma and August? Yeah. Ooh. Why are there new people? And how'd they get in? I, I get to have the magic He's, he's a regular Joe. He doesn't know the rules of the All universe. Right. Fine. He's just been told to stay inside the line. He doesn't know anything. Could they sail out is what I'm asking? I don't, that... I don't know. They weren't part of the curse, so maybe. Yeah, I guess they could because yeah. they were not cursed. Okay. But I don't think other people could. Hmm, interesting. All right. <coughs> <clears throat> okay. Yeah, Hook's um, a very background character in this episode. He's just mm-hmm. kind of there, which he does provide some comedic relief. He does. I think we also hear his theme to start the episode. And the end of the episode. Yeah. The beginning and the end yeah, of the episode. Yeah, he bookends it, despite mm-hmm. not really being a focal point. Also, uh, Cora's magic is purple in this episode. Which tracks, because Virginia yeah. magic is also purple. Though, is it always purple? I don't know. I think it was purple yeah. in the Enchanted Forest. So I've always wondered, is magic maybe not as, like, is it a... um. Like a family trait, like almost like a crest of arms. If you have it? You yeah. Mean? So like Regina's bloodline all uses purple and Rumpel's bloodline would all use scarlet. And, you know, like where it's no. it's more tied to who you are as opposed to the type of magic you're using. Um, no. Well, one, they're not always consistent with what color people's magic is, which drives me crazy. Couldn't you have just done that, please? <laughs> <laughs> please. Of the inconsistency we dislike, is that the highest one? And that's not, uh, no, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> um, and that is not true of other people's bloodlines. Okay. Um, uh, the Actually, I, that doesn't hold at all. It's not true at all. Not true at all. The whole plan of breaking down Regina, I don't understand what the logic is from this, other than she's going to need me. Like, <coughs> this is not the villain play that I anticipated here. This is not what I thought we were waiting 10 episodes for. Well, this also wasn't what her plan was until she found out that Regina loves her. <laughs> I'm going to reference that a few times, but that twist was not what I wanted. I just want to see Cora go batshit all over this town. I want to see Cora be a villain. Yeah, exactly. And right now, she's basically... And, like, I appreciate scheming in the background. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Ruffle Stiltskin. But, like, right now, she's just, like... This is a sloppy murder. It's very obvious who did it. She's just trying to break Regina. I'm not really sure why. Like, what does she gain from Regina joining her? Is, is her plan to take over Storybrooke? They're going to go home and rule? She wants love from her daughter that she could never get. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what her plan is. Cool. It's confusing. Um, she does have one of my favorite lines in the episode. Well, if that wasn't Archie, who did you kill? How would I know? It's my first day in town. Just so indiscriminate. And it, it reminds me of Rumple when he kills the maid. Like, oh... We need a new chambermaid. Yeah. Cora just doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't care at all. Anything else? These characters are dumb in this episode. <laughs> what was your favorite moment? <sighs> oh, easily the tacos. Yeah, definitely. The also, conversation about the tacos. Also tacos is yeah. mine. It, the, I like the awkwardness. I thought it was funny. Henry being oblivious to sex is kind of funny. Yeah. The, he's 11. I would assume he'd have some concept of it. Emma's just completely... I don't know what she thought was going to happen, but... Not that. Yeah. Is that your favorite moment? Yep, it is. Most ridiculous? 
<laughs> Emma pointing out that murder shouldn't be this easy, easy to solve and then letting magical dog evidence convince <laughs> her otherwise. Yeah. Uh, my ridiculous moment is the inability to believe that someone's being framed in Storybrooke where there was a murder framing like three months ago. Yep. That involved all of the parties involved. Regina, Emma, and Mary Margaret especially. It's true. Don't. Why are we so dumb? Why are we so dumb? Who is your loser? I have dual losers and dual winners. Whoa. I thought that there was an unequivocal loser and an unequivocal winner. I I did, but I have two losers. You will not like my second loser. Um, Regina is obviously the loser you're probably referencing. Absolutely. I, yes. I also believe Emma's a loser in this one. Oh, no. I buy that. Um, Just, uh, once again, her superpower is broken. And gets fooled by magic, doesn't really understand what's going on, is honestly not a particularly nice person in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the other people being pretty terrible to um, Regina makes sense because she screwed them over. She didn't really screw over Emma in that same way. So, like, no. she starts off on the right path and then just takes a hard left turn. Well, so. she didn't really screw over Emma in that same way, except that because of Regina... She was put through a wardrobe when she was a baby oh. and had to grow up in the yeah. foster that's system. Fair. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> well, I mean, that's also true because of Geppetto as well. So. It's true, because of Geppetto. Yeah. Hashtag because of Geppetto. Um, I don't disagree with that. I think Regina Regina crying in her car at the end of this episode is, like, really rough. Um, when she's watching Emma tell Henry that his mm. adoptive mom is a murderer. And I just Again. Don't, I don't know that it gets any lower than so that. So what's weird about that, though, is that, like, you already thought she was a murderer. Literally, you thought she was a mass murderer. Yeah, no, it's true. So it's not this... But she's changed now. But, like, the revelation isn't the same as if, mm-hmm. like, I never thought she was capable of this, as opposed to, like, oh, she murdered again? Like, it's very different, in my opinion. And then Henry, of course, breaking down was a little over the top, but whatever. Um, your winner? My winner is Rumpel. He, this is, he, in the Enchanted Forest, he got exactly what he wanted. He convinced Regina to cast the curse so that she could get to a land without magic, which is what he wants to happen. And that was a very complicated plot. And in Storybrooke, he has a pretty small role, but they accuse him of murder (laughs) and he very calmly comes up with a plan to use dog memories to exonerate himself. (laughs) Which... Could have also. I think that was your most ridiculous moment. Uh, yeah, I, Rumpel was one of my winners because he engineered this and did everything well. I also have Cora as a winner because Fair. despite her terrible plot. That's what she wanted. She's, I don't know why she wants this, but she got what she wanted. She's breaking down her Mom daughter. of the year. Jeez. I mean, that was a hell of a line. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she's manipulating events behind the scene, you know, just doing what she needs to get done. I, I don't understand what the reason for this is. And very much like Regina, I don't think this is going to last very long. But right now, well done. Agreed. I think that's a good one. So next week, we're going to watch episode 11, The Outsider, which I believe is a very exciting episode where a lot of things happen. Good. About time. (laughs) Uh, What are you looking forward to? Something exciting happening. I would like to see some intelligence from our characters again. Like, I don't know. It just, it was one thing when they were all cursed and dumb. But they're awake now. But they act stupid. Like, almost across the board, all of them besides Rumpel are acting idiotic. And illogical based on the things that they should know. Like, I get we as viewers know things that they don't know. But, like, you've lived through this. Like, this is just ridiculous. The fact that you believe that Regina would be this sloppy and a murderer just doesn't even add up. And they say it, and then she's like, oh, no, that's fine. I saw video evidence of a dog memory and a dream catcher using magic from the guy that we don't trust. That's totally fine. It, that's, it totally works. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it, it, I just, I need some intelligence here. Uh, well, because the next episode is called The Outsider, I'm interested in potentially seeing an outsider, whatever that might mean. You think we might see our mysterious man again? I do Neil? not think we're going to see our mysterious oh, okay. man again. I think we're going to see a different outsider. Oh, you think... Maybe August is coming back? No, different. Different outsider. Still different. Um, can they come? Hmm, that'd be interesting because we don't know about the town line yet. If people can come in? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Hook and Cora did. But they weren't cursed. So maybe non-cursed right. people can get through? Maybe. Hmm. We'll see. 
Um, and as for our counts, I did cry in this episode when Regina cries in her car. It's really sad. Oh, I was like, when? Yeah. And despite the fact that she later changed her mind, we definitely should have listened to Emma at the beginning of this episode. By we, you mean Emma. Including Emma and everyone else. Everyone should have listened to Emma. She was right. I don't know that I can give her credit for being right when you yourself go back on it. We've given her credit for this before when she herself goes back okay. on it. Because, like, you were right, but then you got it wrong by not listening to yourself and got it completely wrong. This was a thing that you wanted to track. Are no. you never going to agree that Emma should have listened to Emma? No, no, no. It's not that. It was just, it's shocking to me that she got it right and then got it so wrong. That's true. Yeah, I, it's, I can't believe how quickly she just turned. She was overcome by her first magical experience. I will say, like, the over overall theme of this episode is weirdly that, like, Regina is the victim and everybody else seems to be bad. And it's very strange. <laughs> it is a strange it, it, juxtaposition. It, like, just doesn't make sense to me that, like, the evil queen, who was basically the cause of everything that happened before, is now the person in peril and the victim. And, like, Emma's a jerk in this episode. Mary, Margaret, and David are jerks in this episode. Charming wants to execute her. And, I mean, like, everybody else is pretty much terrible except for Cora, not Cora, Rumple and... Regina, like, the only one's not doing terrible things right now. It's true. That is it weird. doesn't make sense. It's weird. And poor fish man. And at least he didn't die. He just <laughs> got to go live in the sea with Ariel and I'm sure everybody else. <laughs> As a fish. So here's a weird question. How long does he stay a fish? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Is it permanent or is it like, <laughs> is it like a time limit spell? I don't know. I do not think Cora cares. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she says, who the hell? I don't know. First day in town. I know she doesn't care. She does not care. That woman's a monster. All right. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch season two, episode 11, The Outsider. We'll see you next time.